I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 137th Church Mag Podcast. As people in the pews, or people behind the projectors, or the people behind the pulpit. Look at that, all peas. That was pretty impressive, huh, Jeremy? In the words of a wise poet, we're all in this together. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team, week by week, day by day, however you like. This devotional is for church tech by church tech. Learn more about rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website, churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, Jeremy and I talk about managing expectations as church techs during the holiday season and, you know, managing them like regular people. If you'd like to join the conversation or ask us a question, use the CMAGCast hashtag, email us directly at podcast at churchmag, or submit it by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle this. Now, let the holiday fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Day here, along with Jeremy Smith. Phil, Phil had a thing. Phil had a thing. I don't remember. Exa- I feel actually kind of bad that I don't remember exactly what it is. Um, and just so people know, I do this with everybody that I care about. So I'm just naturally a jerk. I, I really, I remember it was important, and he was really bummed. And um, for the past half hour, Jeremy and I have been just like cutting the breeze. He's been, he's been my sounding board, my counselor counselor of culture shock of coming back to america and hearing all my woes and problems has been great um clearly that didn't make the cut for the program because i'm not putting that dirty laundry out there but um originally we were going to have james cooper on because he is mr whychristmas.com i mean it's kind of turned into a, a tradition and I thought, well, let's air it a week before Christmas so people actually have an opportunity to really listen to it before Christmas. I don't know even what we're going to do next week, if we're going to end up having James on still or what, but we don't even have Phil here. So doing a Christmas episode without Phil just seems completely wrong. Here's the deal, especially with Christmas being on a Sunday. There's a lot of expectations and there's a lot of tradition you know, I mean, we have our Church Mag podcast tradition of having James on, and sometimes you have a hard time making the cut, or people are gone, or you know, it it, it you you can't meet those expectations that you have, you know, for the great Christmas service. And of all the services of the year, there is a lot of pressure for that service, and so you have this huge chasm between having high expectations and what what you might be capable of doing because you, you know you, you can only play with the team that you have so you might be short shorthanded on christmas and so just like today kind of managing the expectations of what a church mag podcast christmas episode looks like if we end up using this one i don't know i had my expectations of what we we're going to do this morning and it didn't work out um James Cooper has uh, a condition whereby he has tremendous pain. And when he woke up this morning, he was like, I cannot do the podcast, guys. And so, you know, things happen. Health happens. Circumstance happens. um, People being out of town happens. And, you know, I guess the best thing we can do is what, Jeremy? As a church tech team, when you're faced with that kind of opposition. In in my counseling role, the best thing to do is to roll with the punches, because what else can you do? I mean, you have the objective, you have limited resources, so you just do what you can and you keep moving forward. And that makes a lot of sense. 
I mean, th- that's what we're doing right now. We're rolling with the punches. We might reschedule some things, shuffle some things. We're making, we're, you know, we're, we're applying kind of what we're feeling right now. We're applying it to a subject and we're podcasting about it for the podcast. So, I mean, we're rolling with the punches, but even though we want to roll with the punches, I still think that there's a layer there that has to be dealt with because it can be easier said than done. I think that the conversation, at least as far as something like with what you presenting, isn't necessarily about, well, what do we do? That's kind of already been defined. It's <laughs> oh, that's good. How do you, how do you get unstuck? How do you get motivated to continue to do those things? Especially if you are the volunteer director or you are the worship leader that has half staff or the church tech team is really just kind of in limbo right now, or the church leadership is trying to just put out fire after fire after fire and still doesn't have their sermon for the Sunday done. Um, I think that that's where it comes into play. How do you keep yourself in check as well as continue to keep motivated? Because a lot of times I see it as, well, I'm, I just don't want to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, so it, that's a big question of how to keep moving forward. Yeah, it, it can really, it can really hijack your mind. And I think w- even if you're not in leadership, even if you are a volunteer, I think that there is a lot that you can bring to the situation to help everyone kind of, kind of reset and refocus. You know, and not get caught up in that, in that panic or that um, disappointment. You know, and, and being positive. Um, because, I mean, you know, as much as we like to say Jesus is the reason for the season, I think it's easy for us to get off track. It's more it's more like Jesus is the reason for all this hoopla that must go perfect today. So I guess that's my question for you is, is you're kind of in that in general, just with A, you have transition in life and B, you have kids that are getting ready to move on. So we don't necessarily need to go down the shadows of your life but how do you just in general motivation how do you deal with that how do you deal with the chaos so that you don't get caught up in all the i don't know if you want to call it gunk i don't know if you want to call it the weeds or just the the mentality of that process yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with with you know kind of your personality makeup i i know before um before i had studied kind of the mbti and some of the and even a lot of the other personality tests that are on their strength finders before I really understood myself, I, it would have been, it would have been a much more difficult. And so understanding myself, and then that has branched out into understanding others, understanding how all of us are wired has, has been huge in being able to navigate this because I'm able to parse my feelings, like what's rational and what's irrational. Because if I went off, if I just went off my feelings in general, or even what I think is thinking, which is then really just irrational thinking, because whether or not you go like, I'm not a very emotional person, I, 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 I'm a very rational person, da, 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 da. Well, you can think irrationally, you know, understanding how I am has really helped navigate this process because I can say, look, you know, especially this week, I had a really rough week. Um, I don't want to say depression because depression is a big, big word and a very serious thing. I think it's like when people say they have headaches and people that struggle with migraines are like, you have no idea what a headache is. That's why I feel like when people say, I feel down or I feel depressed, like people that really struggle with it, it's like this whole other animal. So I'm not depressed. What I just mean is feeling kind of down and kind of, you know, like, kind of like losing at, at, at what we're doing here. I, I kind of had one of those weeks and 
I just have to take a, I just take a step back and I think, okay, why am I feeling this way? You know, my personality likes life this way. My life is a different way, and that's why I'm feeling this. And I just kind of lean on the this too shall pass kind of a thing. Um, I've I've leaned on that, and I've leaned on you know you just play with with the the cards that you're dealt, you know, and and do the best that you can. I know that's what we always say. I mean, that's what I think they say that for poker. We always say that with playing Settlers of Catan. You know, I realize in Settlers of Catan, you know, you want to build the road, or you want the longest road, or you want to do this, or you want to do that. But you know, if you don't have the resources to build the roads, then maybe you should build the cities, right? Or maybe you need to do do something else to advance in the game. And expectations, I think ultimately is is a huge killer. A friend of mine told me that before we moved over. He 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 said that. He said expectations kill. And that's just something that I've thought over thought about over and over and over again. And it is so true. Expectations kill because you have an expectation. If it's met, you don't feel anything. It's what you expected, right? If it's not met, you have disappointment. If it exceeds you're very pleased, okay? And everyone likes to have their expectations exceeded. The problem is, especially around times, holiday times, Christmas times, special services at church, everyone's expectations are heightened. And so the the percentage, you know, the the, the statistical landing of of there being disappointment is proportionally higher, you know? And the the bar's raised so high, and I think that as People in the pews, or people behind the projectors, or the people behind the pulpit. Look at that, all peas. That was pretty impressive, huh, Jeremy? Um, I think uh, I, I think that we really need to. We all can contribute to managing our expectations. You know, in the words of a wise poet, we're all in this together. <laughs> you even sang it. That's pretty good, Jeremy. I'm impressed. So, yeah. We got to. You're right. We're we're all in this together, and uh, <laughs> ma- expectations. We got to manage them. I mean, if Christmas really is about spending time with family, and it really is about celebrating Christ, and it's really about loving our neighbor and, and and generosity and giving and everything else, if that really was what Christmas was all about, I think our attitudes and a lot of our behavior would look a lot different. And so I would just challenge everybody, and I challenge myself even. Um, this isn't just like a one-way thing at all. Really challenge everybody to, to really think about that, you know. If if Jesus really is the reason for the season, as cliche and cheesy as that has become, unfortunately, um, what does that look like? I would say that there's nothing wrong with feeling bad. And again, I'm coming from this from a counseling perspective. But what we call that is, is normalizing that process. And so you just recognize, you know what, people go through worry and sadness at this time. In fact, I think I've said this before on this podcast, the holiday season has more um, problems with depression and anxiety than any other time of the year because of those expectations, because of what it reminds you of that currently you don't have, whether you lost a loved one or um, you had screwed up something in the past year and now it's just kind of coming back to hit you in the face. And so there's a lot of grieving that happens in this time. And there's a lot of um, stuff that we put on our plate that we probably shouldn't have. 
we have all these presents that we have to buy for our kids and we've got no money. And how in the world do we do that? All these worldly things that are just going through our minds and how do we continue to maintain that process? And I think that it's with the initial rationalization, but the problem, and I will say, I agree with everything you said, Eric, except for we're not rational in that moment. And so that's the hard part. Like think about the biggest worry you've had in the past couple of in 10 years from now, you're going to say that was one of the greatest times because we were just making this huge transition or my children were getting to that point where things are going so much better for them. Like that's their, their launching point. But in the moment, it's really, really difficult. Sometimes you just have to get outside of your own head. Sometimes you just have to continue to plug away even whenever that's the case. And so like with your church tech team, you just have to keep moving forward and eventually you come out of it on the other side. And sometimes you just have to sit down and talk to with people and kind of give yourself a little extra space um, because there is a lot going on. So if you don't struggle from depression, but for this holiday season, um, there might be a thing. And in fact, I don't know about you being in Virginia, Eric, but Ohio, there is something that's true about seasonal depression um, where the cloud cover is there and you just kind of feel blah all the time. And that affects your motivation. That affects your go do things. So I think that plays effect in. Yeah, no, it, it really can. I, I, uh, Ohio, not Ohio, Iowa. I think Iowa has that as well with with cloud cover. It's a it's a serious thing, and um, Phil touched on some of that as well, talking about in regards to social media, kind of thinking twice before you do an update or send an Instagram. You know, I remember seeing I've seen for several years. You know, people put on Facebook stuff, say stuff like, "Oh my gosh, I got so much to do. I have all these Christmas presents to wrap," and they're like complaining that they. Ha- it's like, wait a minute. Are you are you bragging that you have so many Christmas presents that you don't have time to wrap them, or are you complaining that you have like <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, those are just little things that we we don't we don't mean any harm, you know, and we don't mean you know uh, at all, you know. We're just putting it out there. We're just being ourselves, you know. We're not really thinking about that. But I think that that uh, it would it, it's helpful, especially on social media. It, it is a new thing. Social media is a new thing, and uh, it makes it easy to, to throw our feelings out there. And it might be wise to, you know, really think about others because, you know, as the body of Christ, we really do need to think about others. We can't just think about our part. We need to think about the whole. You know, the whole really is important. The body of Christ is important, and we can do that with each other. We can do that with the world, you know, and just maybe think think twice before you start um you know, putting all that stuff out there on, on, on social media. Well, and I would also say, I would take a step further and say, be careful when you interpret it that way, because they probably are struggling with some stuff too. Mm. Oh, that's good. And so, so them complaining about it from your standpoint of not having to deal with all that. Absolutely. They're, they just need to get over it, but it's also a very real thing for them as well. And so, um, you wouldn't go to someone struggling with leg pain and say, quit it, just stop it. Exactly. Or or like you're saying, you know, we, we put on the happy face. We act like we're having the perfect Christmas dinner, you know, in an actuality. We're not. We're miserable on the inside, you know. So that it, you're absolutely right. That is a double-edged sword, for sure. Jeremy, keeping it real. This has been your dose of the counseling podcast. This is what happens when you have a plan. <laughs> and um, you have to make up a, a podcast subject. You just use the podcast. It's total inception. It's very meta of us. 
the thing of it is is that we could have we, we could have recorded wraparounds for like an interview or something i don't know i just thought this might be more fun and we didn't talk about santa claus or frosty the snowman one time not one time except just now Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. And while you're hanging out on Church Mag, send us a message and subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the program every Friday. Until next week. This podcast is short, like time-wise, it's short just from Phil's presence. Because Phil would easily have added 10 minutes. Easily. Maybe even 20. I'm just saying. It's true. The man knows how to banter. I know, right? Or tell a story. Or or this past week's episode where we talk about trimming the fat. Like, when we recorded that episode, I thought, I'm going to have to cut out so much. <laughs> that felt so raw. And then I'm editing and I'm like, this is all fine. I'm glad I waited two months before editing that. Because <laughs> I feel a lot more comfortable. And it feel, feels like... I don't I don't have anything to add to this conversation. I have no stories here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Keep moving forward, keep doing all your spiritual practices, praying in community and reading the Bible. Keep pushing through it. Keep loving on your family. Spend some time with them and go enjoy some hot chocolate with marshmallows in it for me.